The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up, Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him and replied, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus told him, Go your way, your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. A few weeks ago, we heard of how our Lord, when he was walking through the land, went through quietly, seemingly with this desire not to spend himself on the crowds, but to especially focus on the disciples who needed a little bit more education, who needed a little bit more information in the spreading of the gospel of exactly what to do. And today we see that, in fact, that was still very much the case several weeks later. We have this passage wherein the disciples are walking along, walking with our Lord and with a sizable crowd out of the city of Jericho and moving on to the next land where the Lord desired to go. As they go, they walk past a man who is crying out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And the disciples, rather than going, oh, Jesus, he's calling on you and to be able to bring him to the man who was sick or to bring the man who was sick to him. They simply say, shh, be quiet. (laughs) Jesus is walking by with the desire to simply keep on going. They don't understand how it is that Jesus, well, they know that he heals people. They know that he works miracles, but they don't know how it is that he decides when, where, who, in what capacity, to what extent, any of these things. They still struggle to understand how in a very practical manner to actually do the ministry of Jesus. That which would soon be entrusted to them after the death of our Lord. They don't know how to respond when people cry out. And yet the Lord is patient with them. The Lord knows that they still struggle to understand how to actually do the ministry. That they struggle to make sense of what it is that they're supposed to be doing, and even how to do it. But the Lord in his love continues to work with them. It would have been easy for Jesus simply to hear the man crying out in the midst of the crowd and to tell everybody, hold on a second, and to pierce through the crowd and to walk up to blind Bartimaeus and to speak with him and have the same conversation and to affect the healing that was done probably been a little bit more expedient. He didn't have to tell everybody to stop. He didn't have to 
to, to gather the disciples to tell them to go do his will and to go get things done. He could have simply done it. And yet he didn't. I presume every one of us as a child at some point, and probably even as an adult, from time to time are invited to help someone to do something that we ourselves don't exactly know how to do. I can remember many times as a child being asked to help my father change the oil in the car or fix the sink drain or to help paint the walls in the house or to do this, that, or the other thing that I clearly didn't exactly know what I was doing, but he wanted me to take part in it. Again, it would have been probably much more expedient and easier for my father to simply do it himself because one... He knew what he was doing and he could do it quickly. And two, he didn't have to deal with trying to explain it to me. And then three, he didn't have to try to fix the things that I myself in trying to do it inevitably messed up. And yet for his love for me and his desire for my good and his desire to teach me how to do it, he was patient. When I messed up things, he would say, okay, Brent, here's what happened. Here's what you did wrong. Now let's work on that. To guide me along. And this is exactly what Jesus does. Jesus who could have said, get out of the way. (laughs) Instead, knowing his disciples, knowing that they still didn't exactly know what to do. Knowing that indeed it would have taken more time. He brings them and he invites them into once more that healing power and healing ministry that is his and is soon to be theirs. Rather than pierce through the crowd, he turns to his disciples, to the apostles, and he says, You, go call him. You go get him. And we hear that they do. They walk over to the man and say, Jesus is calling you. Get up. Take courage. And he does. And they bring him over to the Lord, and the Lord has the conversation, ultimately resulting in the man's healing. Bartimaeus continues to follow after the Lord. He's learned the way a bit. He can see his blindness is gone. But the disciples are still struggling with their own blindness. Their own inability to see what it is exactly that the Lord is doing. How do I do that? How do I know when to stop? How do I know who to reach out to? There were no shortage of people who were crying out to the Lord as he passed by, I'm sure. But in all of these things, the Lord was patient with them, taking them to himself, inviting them into his work, loving them. And he does the same thing with us. As we go through the course of our days, inevitably every single one of us, in trying to do the will of God, have sometimes done it poorly. Sometimes thinking that the will of God is that when you get to the next town, simply shush someone along the way. And our desire to be able to, 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 to explain the goodness of the faith, the teachings of the faith, sometimes, I can say from my own experience at least, we say things a bit more zealous than we ought to, or a bit more harsh than we ought to. And rather than drawing people to Christ, we push them away. But the Lord doesn't give up on us. He doesn't say, three strikes and you're out. Even in our weakness, even in our imperfection, Even in our failures, the Lord Jesus says, I love you and I still want you to work with me. 
I still desire you to come and to be part of this healing ministry, this ministry of salvation, the saving work. Every single one of us. As you're going through the course of the day, maybe the Holy Spirit will prompt you by an encounter with someone to bring them to Jesus by the virtue of your prayers. Maybe you're seeing someone or talking with someone or you hear someone's story. You hear through the grapevine because the grapevine always talks, huh? You hear that somebody is sick. An invitation for us to bring them to Jesus. To call them to the Lord. To rest in the Lord's presence and to pray for their peace, for their healing, for their grace, for their comfort, their consolation. Those moments where someone is struggling maybe in their faith. An invitation for us sometimes is extended through the Lord. Rather than for the Lord to directly touch, He desires us to come in as well. To give them an encouraging word. To invite them along with us to an event that's coming up. To give them a prayer card, a rosary, a book, a CD, something. Just as a way of saying, the Lord is still reaching out to you. And he's doing it through me. These countless ways which Christ himself never gives up on others, but he also doesn't give up on us. On any of us. Christ is ever the optimist. Trusting that this time things will go well. And even if we fall short a thousand times in trying to bring others to Jesus and trying to know and to do what it is that is his will, a thousand times in one, he will invite us back to himself and he will say, I want you to be with me. Now go, call them to me. And so as we go through the course of this week, we are grateful to the Lord for his love for us. For his confidence in us, his disciples, even though we too fall short as those first disciples themselves did. We pray that as we go through this week that we might indeed have opportunities to bring people to Jesus. Whether by our prayers, by our words, by our encouragement, by our kind gestures. That we might be able to fulfill what it is the Lord desires of us even in the smallest of ways. As we rejoice in the gift that he has given to us of being part of the salvation of the world.